Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Levi Langer. Mesecha Sosaita has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Noyach Stengel Le'iloi Nishmas, Faivel Yosef ben Chaim Leib and Yehuda Zev ben Faivel Yosef. Mesecha Sosaita, Daf Yotes. The Gemara on the top of the Amr Aleph brings down the three opinions in the Brisa that argue about whether a lady is Shoisa v'choyzeret v'shoisa, which is to say that does she drink uh, the Meisaita one time, and then if he makes a Kinyas Tira again a second time, would be, would she be um, choyzer and Shoisa and drink a second time? And there's three opinions in the Brisa, the Tanakama, and the Rabbonin de Vasroi, and Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara explains uh, that all three of them are arguing over understanding the Lashon Apostolic of Zois Teiras Haknois, which has... A, 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 a miut and also a riboy. The lotion of Zois is a miut, narrows down uh, the extent of the parameters we would, she would be shoise. Toiras is marve, it's a riboy, it's marve that she's shoise in more cases. So you have to balance out the miut and the riboy. Sometimes, in other words, a lady is and sometimes she's not. So the Gemara comes out, the Gemara explains that the Tanakama has an expansive understanding of Torah, he holds its marba virtually all the cases that a lady is always except for the most extreme case, which is which is that it's Ish Echod and Boil Echod, which is to say that it's the same husband throughout, and uh, he warned her off from this specific uh, suspected boil the first time as she drank and she was clean, and then he warned her off from the same suspected boil a second time, and then it's a question of drinking again, and that's where uh, when Mamayat, where it's the same husband, same boil, that's where Mamayat from the Zois, and she's not Chayz of and only in that case. Otherwise, she is Chayz of Tanakamba. The Rabbana of the Basroi have the opposite Shita. They hold that we take a very narrow reading of the Pasuk, and Zois is Mamayat virtually all the cases the lady is never except for the most extreme likely case that she will be which is where it's Shnei Anoshim and Shnei Boilam, which is to say that it's a different husband uh, for the first year and a different suspected boil, and now different husband, different boil, and uh, he warns her off like a second time, and then she drinks and she's even according to the Bonabas Roy. Rabbi Yehuda has a middle understanding. The Behuda holds that we only look at whether it's the same husband or it is a different husband. So if it's the same husband that she doesn't drink a second time, regardless of whether it's the same suspected boil as the first time or whether it's a different suspected boil, if on the other hand there's two separate husbands, then the Behuda holds that she uh, always does drink a second time regardless of whether it's the same suspected boil or whether it is a different boil. Now Rashi has a headbird that Rashi gives and the Behuda, Rashi says a particular explanation of why we look at whether it's the same husband or not and Rashi says that the reason is because as long as it is Baal Echod as long as it's the same husband then we say that once he warned her off the first time and she drank and then Sas Nakia turned out that she was clean the first time and now the same guy same husband is back at it again he's warning her off the second time maybe for somebody else but he's the same guy that she already warned her he made her crazy she drank and she was clean and now he warns her a second time that's Nira Hadavor Sha'adam Kantiran Ho Umeskave Rashi says it's apparent that the person is an Odom Kantaran, that means he's a cheppering kind of a person. Some he wants to make Taurus, wants to make trouble for her, and Miscavin purposely Lahaknita to make her crazy. In other words, and it's not a true kino, and it doesn't reflect the true suspicion of uh, Be'emes that he really suspects her of that, her, him with her, that boil. It's just now he's making her crazy, and that's why, that's the head of Rashi gives to Behuda, why he holds it as long as it's the same Baal, he, we don't make her drink a second time, because apparently Rashi's saying because the kino was not a true kino, 
when he made it the second time. You saw that he made it crazy the first time she was clean. It wasn't the, uh, actually an affair of any kind. And the Mela, uh, the second time, we assume that you're just shepping her. Mashenk is a different bow than the second bow could be serious and it's Emesakina. That's how Rashi explains of Yehuda. Now, we'll come back to that. The Rambam, Paskins, and Hilchasaita, and Perak Aleph, Alochi, is based like the Tanakama. You know, the Rambam Paskins that we go with the expansive understanding that you always do drink a second time, except for the one extreme case where it's the same bow and the same suspected boil. Other than that, you always drink a second time. The Rambam says, what about in that one case where it is the same bow and the same boil, and Shitaka cannot drink the second time? So then, says the Rambam, Elo, Teyoser, Olof, Loilam, Vetetei, Beloy Kasuba. Now, the Rambam says, what's Taka then in the case where she can't drink a second time? But the Maya said it was a second kino, a second steerer. She's a suraloid because she's a saita and she can't drink because she's not choyza v'shoyza. So therefore, the Rambam says, we'll have to say that she stays also to the husband forever and therefore she goes out without a ksuba. In the bank of the Shafti Frankel Rambam, in the Sefer Likutin, they bring down from the Sefer Turi event that he says the Be'emes, this is not a surprising psak of the Rambam. It's not before from the Gemara at all. The Gemara does not mention what's the din if uh, she can't drink the second time, she's not choyza v'shoyza, v'ataka is the halacha. The Rambam innovated, and he said on his own, this new chiddish, that what happens is she stays also forever, and she leaves it at a ksuba, like any suffix soita uh, that doesn't drink, so she leaves it at a ksuba, because she's a suffix soita, and she may have been zinsa al-baila, and she's a suraloi, so she leaves it at a ksuba. So the Turi Evans says that actually, he doesn't see this to be a chiddish. Why not? You know, it's a saying like any suffix soita in the world, uh, where she had the kina, she had the steer, she happens to be a success because she can't have the shtia, that's all, she just can't drink. Good, she can't drink, so she's a suffix saita, she might have been zin baila, so she leaves, she obviously is a suraloi, and she is not going to collect the ksuba, because the moitzim echaveroi, all of her ayish, so it's a suffix saita, so she can't collect, and this, therefore this part of the Rambam, is really straightforward logic, and not particularly a chidush. However, this fasem is over here, the chidushim, on soita, of anot and dafiotes, writes that he does consider the Rambam to be a chidush, and he's actually quite surprised at why is that, so the Sfasemis says, it's one thing if we accept that the Kinoi, the second time was a real Emes Kinoi, and it was a stira, and therefore she's a suffix saita. It happens to be she can't drink because of Xeris Akasif. So then the Ram is right, and the Ram evidently, evidently learned that way. It was a real Kinoi and stira, just she can't drink, and therefore she's a sura al and leaves it at Aksuba. But the Sfasemis says that really, one could argue that it then shouldn't be that way, because we could say that maybe the second Kinoi doesn't have a Shem Kinoi at all. In other words, that if he wandered off one time, she drank, and now she was clean. That's the end of it, uh, and he can't even make any more kinoi at all, and he makes a kinoi that doesn't have a din kinoi bechla. It doesn't have a din kinoi, and stamazoi that she was misyachedes, and she had a yichu with somebody who's not going to answer her if there was no kinoi. And maybe this kinoi, this second kinoi doesn't have a shem kinoi at all, and consequently shouldn't answer a baila fakir from the Rambam. So Semes says that it's not just a svora that maybe you could say against the Rambam, but arguable that Rashi is, seems to say that. Why? Because Rashi seems to say, Zokta, that the kinoi, the second time round, is not a kinoi. Now, the Semes doesn't go into this, it's a short piece, but the Rashi is referring to is the Rashi that we spoke of before, that Rashi says that uh, since uh, she was clean the first time, and now he chapped her a second time, and made a second kinoi, so it's apparent that the fellow is just a counter, and he's out to make her crazy, and give her tzoros, Meskavan Laknita, he wants to get her, uh, just make her crazy, so uh, therefore the second kinoi, it's Masha and Rashi, that's not a real kinoi, that's the Mashmois of Rashi, he's just Meskavan Laknita, it does not reflect the real Hashad, 
a real suspicion on his part. So the kinu is not a kinu. So the sasemis is supporting his taina based upon the rashi. It's mash and rashi. The kinu is not a kinu the second time round. In Cain, the sasemis says we mash against the rambam that the rambam is saying that uh, if a lady does have a second kinu of and she can't drink because it's the second time round, so then uh, she goes out without a ksuba to feed the rambam. In fact, the sasemis she shouldn't have to go out because this kinu isn't a kinu like it's mash and rashi, and therefore uh, perhaps she could say muteris lapalo. That's a sasemis. Now, I, just, I will say over in a moment, there's a very lomdish of word here from the Gvurus Yitzchok, but it's actually a very big Kiddush. But I want to point out that Be'emes in Cheshmin, there's a very big tshuva to this Fasemes that you really could respond to him, that the Rashi and the Ramah are talking about two different things. Why? Because the Rashi specifically is going into Behuda, and the Rambam it doesn't pass like a Behuda, he passes like the Tanakhama. Let me just explain for a second. Why is it that Rashi waits until the very last cheat in the Gemara of Behuda to say this Svara, that the Kinnah is not real, and he just trying to make her crazy and trying to chepper her, and Miskavon Haknita. Why doesn't he have to da- wait all the way down to Rabbi Huda? Everybody before Rabbi Huda also has some kind of case, at least some case, that she's not Chayz of a Shaiser. That's exactly a cause. Everyone's got some case that she's not. So we'll love the Rabbi Rashi already said earlier that the reason is because it's not a real Kinoi, and he's trying to chepper her and to make her crazy. Why did he wait for Rabbi Huda? So the truth is, Menei Bay, in the words of Rashi, it seems to be clear that that's not just some coincidence that Rashi waited till the end of the Gemara, but rather that Rashi has a very specific uh, objective, which he's looking to achieve, and that's why he speaks of the Svar, and that is that Rashi wants to give a very specific explanation for Rabbi Yehuda. Why Rabbi Yehuda holds that we split up the Psukim, the Zayis is a narrower, that something she doesn't drink a second time, and Teres has a rib oil, something that she does drink, and Rabbi Yehuda splits it right down the middle, depending on whether it's the same husband as the past, or a different husband. Rabbi Yehuda ignores the other factor, of whether it's the same boil as the past, the same suspected boil or not. He ignores all that, although others work with it, and Rabbi Yehuda the only looks about it as the same bowel. So it's fair. Why did Behuda determine that? How did he get that? You only look at the same bowel. So this is clear that Rashi in, in Behuda says a very specific Hasbur. What's the reason? So Rashi says it's logical because uh, Behuda understood that the reason why this exists a Kosa Ozois, that's a Mayat, that the lady doesn't drink a second time, in the opinion of Yehuda was, because we say that if this husband already chapped her, he gave her a Kinoi, and she turned out clean, she drank, so the second time round, we assume it's not a genuine suspicion, but rather he's trying to make her crazy. And therefore, says um, Rashi, so it therefore doesn't depend whether it's the same boil or not the same boil, as long as it's the same husband. And it's the same woman, so he knows that she's clean, he knows that she's not having mezana on him and having affairs with others on him. And therefore, since he knows that, so consequently, the second time round, we assume he's just being mechanter. If it is a different husband, on the other hand, the second husband never had his chance to mechanter and make a stira and mashka her, so the second, time, second husband, we assume that he's serious. So if you must mind in, if you think about it carefully, you could readily see that Rashi is going specifically in the Behuda. Rashi would not say that in the other Manda of the Gemara, because the other Manda of the Gemara don't just factor in whether it's the same husband, but they also factor in whether it's the same boil, and that type of Svara, you know, the question of whether it's the same type of boil wouldn't factor in to Rashi's Svara calculation as to whether the husband is a counter or not. The question of whether the husband is making a crazy is specific to the husband. He sees that he knows this is a, this is the wife, he tried it out before in the past, she was clean, so if he's doing it again, he's just chepping her. So Rashi is specific to the Behuda, 
Yehuda and not on the other shittas who don't just go with whether it's the same bow, but otherwise also whether it's the same boil. And therefore the Ramah who doesn't paskin like Rabbi Yehuda, he paskin like the Tanakama, and the Ramah holds he always mashka her a second time, even if it's the same husband, unless it's the same husband and also the same bow. So the Rambam logically is not working with the Svar of Kantaron, and that's not the calculation in the Rambam who goes like the Tanakama and doesn't just factor in the question of whether it's the same husband, but also factors in whether it's the same boil as well. And you only don't drink if it's same husband and same boil. Therefore, the Rambam consequently understood it's not a lack of kinoi, it's not a, it's not a non-kinoi because it's just mekanter, it's just making her crazy. Rather, it is a kinoi, it's just exasacostive that she doesn't drink. And then the Rambam says very well, therefore, that she's a suffix saita, she's a sural bailo, and she doesn't get a ksuba. So, I really believe that there's a strong response to this Fasemes, uh, where he brings in for Rashi against the Rambam, that the truth is Rashi is a different man, the Omer and the Gemara. It happens that the Gvuris Yitzchak over here, who doesn't quote the Sasanas directly, but the Gvuris Yitzchak does discuss this Rashi, that Rashi says that uh, evidently, since you're trying out this, uh, a kinder again of the same woman, same guy trying on the same woman, it sounds like you're a cantor and you're just chepping her, and the Gvuris Yitzchak does uh, work out on his own the question of whether it's true that according to Rashi she would in fact not even be Asura Abala because the Kinoy is fake altogether and just Lakanter. Now the Gorez Yitzchok is of the opinion that the simple Mashmois of the Gemara is that uh, she would be Asura Abala because since the Gemara only focuses specifically on the Hashkoah, the fact that she doesn't drink a second time, it seems that it, the Gorez Yitzchok is Medayek, that uh, she would in fact be Asura Al-Bala, like any suffix Saita, is a Surah Al-Bala. It's just that she's not Shoyza a second time. And he answers for a question on Rashi, which indeed, if you make that Tiyak, it's going to be a very strong question. Uh, why would that be if the husband was just Makantar or he just trying to make her crazy? It wasn't even a serious suspicion the second time around. Why would she be a Surah Al-Bala? Why would it be a Kinoy Legabe answering her Al-Bala, even though Rashi is Mavur, clearly, that if not a Kinoy Legabe being Mashke, her, the May Saita. To answer this question, the Gvuris Yitzchak, Ritzchak Sarotskin, brings down you saw that he discussed in the Chedushim on Daf Beis and Aleph, where he brought in the Chuvas Maharit to discuss that there could be arguably two bazundere, separate, distinct dinim of Kinoi. One din of Kinoi that if the husband warned her and then she's Mesecheres, she has a Yechud, then she's Asura al-Balo, so that's the Kinoi to Asur her al-Balo. And the second independent din, a separate halacha of Kinoi, that this Kinoi, if it's coupled afterwards with a Stira, so then it'll be Mashke her, the Mesaita, and she has to drink. And the, the Chuvas Maharit is actually Mavur in Chelik Beis and Aleph, that in fact is a two bazundar dinim of Kinoi, and the Merit is Medayek from the Lashon HaRambam that the Rambam holds, that although there is a din by Kinoi that there is only a halacha of Kinoi if the Kinoi was in front of two Edim. If the Kinoi was not in front of two Edim, then even if both the husband and the lady uh, both moida, they both admit that he would, did warn her off, and then she did a stira, Afal Pikain, if the Kinoi wasn't in front of Shnayim, we go like the Bishu in the beginning of the Beis and Aleph, and we say that the kin is not a fan of Shnayim, then it's not able to be Mashgeher. This is a concept which is referred to as Eidekiyom on the Kinoy. It's similar to Eidekiyom on Kedushin. In other words, if a guy gives her a ring, the lady gives a ring to a man, gives a ring to a lady, if you don't have Eidem at the time, even if the both Shnei Hamoidim, that she was handed the ring, it's not Kedushin because the Eidem are not just for verification, Eidebir, but also there to create the Halachic Chaloyf, the entity, the Kedushin in that case. Here as well, uh, by the case of the Kindle, if you don't have 
Aiden there, even if they all admit that it happened and he warned her, there's no Aiden on the Kinoi, and that's Eidos Lekayumi. That's the halacha, and we pass him like a Yeshua, and the Rambam passing like a Yeshua on that base, that without Aiden on the Kinoi, he doesn't, she doesn't drink. However, at the same time, the Marid and the Daik from the Loshan Rambam, that the Rambam holds that with regard to the din of Aser and Halbala, so there, a Kinoi will be effective even if it wasn't in front of an Eidekium. Even by Noel Van Asmoy, the Rambam Paskins, if they're alone, and he warns her Altisteri and Plani, don't uh, have a yichud with this individual, and she does, the halacha is that subsequently she will become also to him, even if, the Rambam says in Perek Zayin HaChazishos, even if the Kinoi was alone without any Eidekium. So the Magamisha says over there that that's based on Amanda Omar, Rabbi Yisrael Yehuda, the first pair, who does hold that way, that even a kinoi between them alone, when there was no Adem, would suffice if she has a stira afterwards to ask her Abala, which is fine, that's, there's a Gemara that says Yisrael Yehuda. What the Marit deals with, though, is the fact that the Rabbi Paskin is both things, and as far as uh, the kinoi to make her drink, uh, it's only if there's two people like Rabbi Yeshua and Beis and Aleph, and as far as the kinoi that if she'll have a stira, she'll be Asura Abala, that's sufficient, a kinoi, even if they were alone, so uh, the Rambam apparently split the psak, and apparently the Rambam holds that there's two distinct kinuys, and the Marit makes this point, and he even goes like that, halacha. he had a shayla halacha lamaisa, the Marit, about a guy who warned his wife repeatedly when they were alone, that she shouldn't have yichud with somebody, and then she subsequently did, did, and she had a yichud, and they them, they know that she had a yichud, so the Marit actually paskins that she's a surah al-bala, based on the Rambam, even if the uh, kinoy was done alone, when there was nobody else there, and this is not doyma, he says the on Bezim and Aleph is talking specifically about what type of kinu it takes to have Hashkor. And there the, the Mishnah Pep brings in Rabbi Yeshua that says you have to have Eidekium specifically Aiden to make it a kinu. That's as far as making her drink. But the later Gemara Rabbi Yehuda, that's talking about Asr and Ha'abala, and there it suffices to have a kinu, Bein Elevin Atzmai. So that is the Maharitz Psach. So based upon that, uh, the the Gvuras Yitzhak wants to say that Huadin and Awasugya, when there's a lack, a weakness in the kinu, according to Rabbi Yehuda's kinu, where the, the, the husband already warned her off once, and she drank, and he makes a second kinu now, so it's a weakness in a kinu, like Rashi says, so Rabbi Yitzhak wants to say that we could argue that that only is legabi to din kinu with regard to being mashgeher, which has specific details, qualifications, so then we say that the kinu is weak, and it's not a kinu to make her drink. Masha in kain legabi the other din of kinu, which the Marit tells us is independent din, and that din of kinu is just uh, as far as making our sulam so that we would argue, we could argue that even the uh, Rashi would agree that it is a kinoi strong enough insofar as it's able to Aser HaAbala. So with that, the Rosh Yitzhak wants to defend what he understands to be the simple reading of the Gemara, that uh, the lady doesn't drink a second time, but it is a kinoi insofar as Aser HaAbala, and that can even work in, in his opinion, with the Svar of Rashi. The Rashi says the second kinoi is particularly weak because just Lakanter. I, I would, just to complete the thought, I, I feel that there's two points that you have to add to this Rosh Yitzhak to make it work out. First of all, uh, it needs to be pointed out that the Gvuras Yitzchok granted that he brings down this Yisoyed from the Maharit that there's two Dinam and Kinoi, but although there could be two Dinam and Kinoi, it's questionable whether it really is applicable here. Because over here, Rashi doesn't just mention any old weakness in Kinoi, but he says that this is not a true Kinoi, it's just Lakanter, he's just making make her crazy, and it's Meskavan Laknito, he's just trying to make her Meshuggah. That's Rashi, he's trying to give her Taurus. So if that's the problem over here, it's perhaps questionable whether there's really room to argue that it is a 
kinney as far as one did and not as far as the other, because it looks like Rashi is saying that the whole kinney isn't real, and he's just a hypocrite, and he's trying to make her crazy to give her tsaris. He doesn't really suspect her altogether of having a MS, uh, uh, hashash that she's in a, a novellas to this boyo. And if that's the case, uh, why should we split the din then? Perhaps we should argue that the kinney is not a kinney klalaklal for any din, since he doesn't even really even inspect her. Uh, to defend the Gurus Yitzhak, you're going to have to argue that as far as the din kinoi that Athas Harabala, it doesn't really require any kind of real suspicion at all, even if the person is outright just coming to make her meshuga, as long as he expresses the kapeza and he tells her, he lays down the law, so to speak, don't be nisteris, and that she violates that, that's sufficient to asher, which is certainly a chiddish, uh, to say that there's such a kinoi which doesn't really reflect, not re- reflective of any sort of true suspicion at all. That, ki- that chiddish that the Gurus Yitzhak finds here is not really before in the Marit. The Marit was just discussing whether kinder could be alone or whether it requires Adam. That's one point. The second point to point out is that although the Marit says this chiluk, the two dinim, with regard to the uh, Gemara and the first Perik, that the kinder could be alone if it's just to Asr al-Balo, if it's followed by a stira, will Asr al-Balo, and the kinder to make her drink, it would have to have a kinder in front of Shnayim, and then a stira in front of Shnayim, and then she'll drink the Marit says all that in the Rambam, and the Rambam like that. However, the emiss is that the Huras Yitzchak himself in the first parak points out that Rashi seems to say Beferish, not like that on the face of Aleph in the Mishnah. That Rashi in the Mishnah says that when it says that Yeshua Paskins that a Kinoi, which is Al Echod or Al Piatzmoi, is not a Kinoi, it has to be Dafka, a Kinoi of Shnaim. So Ramba, Rashi says there in Rashi in the Mishnah, even if the husband knows 100%, he, he knows certainly that he warned her off, and uh, both he and she, they know that he warned her off, there just was no aid them. Still, even if there's an after with stira, Rashi says, neseres olav, that if she has a subsequent stira, she will not become usher to him. Im if he didn't warn her in front of two people. And the Ramba, uh, that's the, that's the, the Rashi says explicitly that the halacha of Rabbi in the first parak, that the kinoy is not a kinoy if it isn't in front of two people, is not just insofar as relevant to her not drinking, but it's also explicit in the Rashi that it's relevant too, that she won't even be asura abal. So Rashi is simply not going in the Marit. The Marit is clearly going in the Ram over there. Rashi doesn't agree. So that's the other horror on the Gvurus Yitzchak, that the Gvurus Yitzchak is taking a shtukotay from the Marit and inserting it into Rashi here to explain that with that we have two dinim and kinoi, and then the Rashi over here who speaks of a weakness of kinoi that is just lachnita to make it crazy. It could be that weakness is only insofar as a din kinoi to drink a drink and not a din kinoi to answer, which she will answer. But all that, what you're saying now in Rashi on the few tests, that says that Rashi didn't hold it on a written Davbeis. The Rashi and the Beis didn't make any distinction at all between the din asering and the din of drinking. The Rashi held that a kinoi bein levinatzmoi when they're alone won't achieve either of the dinim. So that's another ha'ara on the Gvuras Yitzchak. It doesn't slug him up because you could say that maybe Rashi is masking to the Marit that there are two dinim and kinoi. He just happens to hold that as far as the question of bein levinatzmoi that a kinoi with them alone that that's weak and that's insufficient uh, to uh, generate either din. Not just it doesn't generate the din that she'll drink, but also doesn't generate the din to answer her. But that's just specific to the case of with the kinoi with them alone, there it's weak. Mashenken over here, uh, there's a different weakness in the kinoi. Over here the weakness is the fact that he looks like a chepper because he once tried it before on her and she turned out clean and he's trying it again. So maybe over here Rashi even asked him that there are two dinim of kinoi and even though this weak kinoi that he looks like a chepper, according to the verse Yitzchak, is not applicable to the drink, making a drink, but will be applicable to the uh, asering her abala. But this is a very big 
Kiddush to say this Pshat in the Rashi. And as we said before, the Svasemis actually explicitly does not learn this way in the Rashi. Svasemis learns that it's Mudunik and Rashi that the Kinoi is not a Kinoi, and therefore she's not even a Surah Bala. At any rate, within the Rashi Swara, the way Rashi is learning, that is it's evident that he's not even serious about suspecting her altogether from the boil, and he's just being maknit to her to try to make her Taurus. Rab Chaim Brisker, brought in the Brisker Rav here, raises a question on this Gemara, which is, he, he raised it on the Rambam, it's Negev, as well as other point out, equally on the Rashi too. And that is, that both the Rambam and Rashi, when they set up the case of this Gemara, that the lady is not Choyz of Eshoi, so let's say the extreme case of Rambam Paskins, where it's the same man, and the same woman, and the same suspected boil, and the first time round he warned her, he did a kino, and the stira, and then she drank, and she was clean, and then, uh, the, the point is that Rashi and the, the Rambam both say, if he was keen a Law a second time. Rashi's lotion shall law the pamacheres. Now the Rambam says the same thing. If he's kine law, chosar vikine law, the Rambam says, imho So both Rashi and the Rambam stress the fact that the Shiloh of this Gemara will come up if there was a second kinoi, a second time. He warned her the second time, Altistri and Pliny, don't be alone with this guy. And then she was soifim at a yichot a second time. And now the question will be, does she drink a second time? And of course, the din would have been that she does, if not for the Xerasakosov of Zoys which is a Miyot HaKra, and tells me that she doesn't drink. But Akopan and Rashi and the Rambam are both Mavur, that the only Hava Amina, apparently, to drink, would have been because he was Kinilo a second time. So Reb Chaim Brisker raises a question. He wants to know if this is, in fact, Muchrach. Reb Chaim says that, arguably, one could have argued that, really, perhaps he doesn't have to make a Kinilo a second time at all. Think about it, Dr. Reb Chaim. The guy warned her, Altistari and Pliny. Did he ever explicitly reverse the order? Did he say, no, I'm really okay with it now. It doesn't really bother me anymore. I don't suspect you anymore at all. So Oh, I'm fine with it. He never said that. So Mela, if he did a kinu the first time, and she did a stira and she drank, so Lachayra, we could have cleared the Shiloh of the Gemara with the whole half a minute and the whole shak of Atariah. We could have cleared it even without a new kinui, just relying on the first kinui, relying on the original old kinui, and he'll have a stira a second time, and the Shiloh will be, does she drink again? All on the basis of the whole original kinui, which the husband never, after all, reversed, and he said explicitly, Altistri and Pliny. Right, this is the question of Rabchaim. So Rabchaim says that the Emes, there's a very basic hakir that needs to be cleared. A, a simple, basic question you have to ask, which is, when the lady drinks and she turns out to be clean, is that reversed to stira? In other words, that the lady, like this, she had a stira, she had a yucha with this suspected boil, and we were suspecting her of a znus, and now we see that she didn't have a znus because she turned out that she was clean. Does it just reverse the stira, or does it even reverse the kinoi so that the kinoi becomes commandolessa? Uh, a basic question, says Abhaim. In other words, now that the lady went through a kinoi and he warned her altistory employee, and then she was to nistero employee, and now she goes through a drink and she drinks and it turns out that she's clean, so maybe the whole kinu loses its toik if it becomes commandolessa mamish, says the Reb Chaim, and Mela, maybe that's the shadow over here why the Rashi and the Raman both had to say that there was uh, it, that it was uh, kinu a second time in order to clear the shaila, they may have to drink a second time. In other words, that even though logically you could argue that the husband never explicitly reversed himself, and never the fair took back the original kinu, however, the etzim fact that she drank, it could be that it's a suggestion Reb Chaim makes that that's a shot in the Rambam, that it could be that the uh, Hashkor, which turns out that she's Nakia, that she turns out Noki, that that automatically not only is, so to speak, annuls and it reverses the Hashash of the Stira, but it also annuls and reverses the whole Kinu, so the Kinu becomes Kamandalesa, and now the whole Hava Amina, that she could drink a second time, would only be if he Kinu a second time and then she'll be Nistira. So that's one suggestion, one Mahalach, that the Rambam, uh, Reb Chaim is Matsiya, to learn up why the Rambam and Grado also Rashi have to say that there was a second Kinu. 
However, Reb Chaim then comes back and suggests an entirely different teretz to this question, based upon a kasha from the Achroinim that we discussed yesterday. So let's just very briefly mention again the kasha from the Achroinim, the Mishnah Baruch brings up the Marit, and the kasha that they ask is as follows. We know that we pass him like Reb Meir, the Ramah pass him like Reb Meir, who says that when the husband is mashbia, he imposes an oath on her when she takes the Shua Sa'ola, so she has to swear not only that she wasn't already Mizana, but also that she won't be Mizana in the future. And in the event that she will be Mizana in the future, then then the Mayim Hamorim will have the effect of killing her then at that point in the future, later on. That's Rav Meyashita, and the Rambam Paskin is like a mayor. So the Achorinim asked, the Mishnah Melech, the Achorinim, they asked the Kasha is, so why is it Negea altogether in this whole Gemara where you have all the different opinions of whether she's Shaisa a second time? Why do I have to consider whether she's Shaisa a second time? It's totally superfluous and unnecessary in any event, since included in the original Hashkoah, when he will be a her, was that he must be a her, not only that she didn't Mizana the first time around, but that she won't be Mizana in the future. And if she would, so then the original Shvu covered it, and the original Hashko covered it, and she'll die later on, Machmas, the original Hashko. So we would I would have to consider altogether the idea of her drinking a second time. If Saivi, it's covered by the original Hashko, which covered the future, is Zenusen as well, according to Reb Meir, who the Raman Paskins like. This is the question of the Mishnah. Reb Chaim suggests on this, a Teretz on his own, which he says is going to explain this question, why the Rambam, and presumably Rashi also, had to say that the case was that he made a second Kinoy, a second warning when he warned her a second time before she was Nistara a second time. And the Chaim suggests a chap on this. Reb Chaim says it could be, la'olam, that although she drank the first time round and she came out clean, the original kinoi does not vanish into thin air. It still governs her, and it's still on her, and therefore she still warned off, and she would not, in fact, need to have a new kinoi in order to have an isestira and to have the dinam of a soita kick in and be chal on her if she'll have a second stira, because she's governed still by the first kinoi, which never vanished. Uh, um, I, according to that, why did Rashi and the Rambam both pick a case where, in fact, she uh, he made a second kina on her? So Reb Chaim suggests that maybe the reason is like this, because if he had not made a second kina on her, then she still has the original Shem Soita from the original Hashko, and the original Hashko still governs her, and it's going to continue to govern. That Hashko will govern her any steer that she'll subsequently make, because any steer that she'll subsequently make will be a stira that Soiser, the original kino and steers that are the original kinoi, those are the ones that are governed by the hashko and will be impacted by the hashko, which will kill her. So Meila, as long as the husband did not make a new kinoi, so therefore she's still governed by the original kinoi, and she's violating the original kinoi a second time, at all if she does a second steer later on next year or the year after, and subsequently if she does that second steer, then the water will be able to be uh, impact upon her and will kill her if she takes a she has mezana, because she's still governed by the original kinoi. But, the Rashi and the Raman were talking about a case of a guy who made a second kinoi, and by making the second kinoi, he was actually oiker the first kinoi, that obliterated the first kinoi, because now he made a second one. This, by the way, is a somewhat sosomatic idea, why it is that making a second kinoi is oiker the first one. The Briskirov suggests, a lotion that it could be like a mechila on the first kinoi when he makes a second one. Uh, the Briskirov, it seems to me, does not mean some kind of literal thing of mechila where he says a moichel and I don't care 
care. It doesn't matter to me at all. It's just the opposite. If you think about it, he's actually making a second kinu, which showing that he does care very much to be suspicious about her behavior and to be governed her behavior with his kinu. So it's not a mechila in the simple sense. What the Bitzkaron presumably means is that if he made a second kinu, that shows that he demonstrated by making the second kinu that he does not see her as being governed by the first kinu that he made, and that's why he has to make the second one. So he he, he removed thereby by making the second kinu. He removed the concept that she's governed still by the first kinu that he made, and now he removed that, and now he made a second kinu. That's presumably the pshat in the briskira. So them that as long as the husband was oike the kinu, the original kinu, by making a second one, now she no longer is going to be impacted anymore by the original hashkor. If he wouldn't have removed the first kinu, so now any subsequent steer that she makes is going to be a, a steer uh, against the original kinu that she was associated original kinoy and then the mind could be boyed her. that the husband uprooted the original kinoy and gave her a new kinoy. So now any subsequent stira is only size of the new kinoy is not governed by the original water and consequently you need a second ashko and that's where the dean of the Gemara will be if a mashka a second time. So the kids are according to Chaim's second shot, Chaim is suggesting that perhaps there's no expiration date on any kinoy and even drinking and being found to be clean doesn't make the kinoy expire and it will continue to govern her. However, in our sugya the Gemara is specifically talking about a case where he made a second kinoy and thereby was Oike the first one, and that's Oike the Echoilus, the abilities of the original Mayim to be able to be mamis her, to be able to put her to death at this point, because she's no longer governed by the original kinoy, and that's where the Gemara will have the whole Shiloh with the different days in the Gemara about whether she's Shoyser of a Choyser of a Shoyser. In the next Perek, the Gemara, the Mishnah, and then the Gemara discuss how she brings her Mincha, how the Mincha Soita is brought, and the Mishnah tells us it is a Tnufa, which is made as the Gemara Dashing for Sukkim, the Tnufa is made when both the Isha is holding the Sal. Uh, with the klishoris with the mincha in it, as well as the kohen also holding it. They're both holding it together to do a tnufa. So the mishnah's lashon is that the kohen is maniach yodoi mitachteha umeinifa. The kohen puts his hand under hers, under her hands, and they wave. They do the tnufa on the mincha. Taisus over here brings down the yushalmi that the yushalmi is correct. The yushalmi kohen maniach yodoi tachteha. The kohen puts his hand under her hand. The ain her dover kior. Isn't this a disgusting thing? Where, in other words, his hand is directly touching her hand and it's under her hand. So the it's cure, it's a disgusting thing. So first the Yushami suggests that you bring a mapa, that you bring a kerchief. Uh, and there's a kerchief between his hand and hers. Kohen is not allowed to have an interposition between his hand and the mincha. His hand can be directly under hers, but Akopanim can't have a mapa. So on that the Yushami says, okay, fine, you bring a kohen zakein, an elderly kohen, and the elderly kohen, there won't be a chashe hurim, and therefore it's not a kior. It's cure. it's not a disgusting thing. So Yushami Concludes, you could even say it's a youthful young koyin, because the Yetzirah is not Motsu, is not found Lashon, the Yetzirah is not commonly found, it's just a small, small amount of time, so it's not a concern, and therefore there's no issue of Kior. That's the beginning of the Taisis. Taisis then concludes with a different part that hopefully we'll talk about later on. Now, Remechel Feinstein over here in the Shiurim raises a very basic question on this Yushalmi. Why did the Yushalmi say that the whole concern in the questioning of the Yushalmi was? That it's cured, that it's a disgusting thing. Why don't you say lay that it's actually a loisay in the Torah, at least according to the Shita's Rambam, which is loisikrivu legaloiserva? And the Rambam Shita in the in, in the Sefer Mitzvahs in loisay ration and gimel as well as in the Yad, the Rambam holds throughout based on the Sifra, which the Rambam holds takes literally the Sifra that is in addition to the loisay of Gilei Arias, which is the erva gemura, the actual say of bia, the actual iser of bia, that's the bia of the Arias, which is an isakoris there but. Um, Mm-hmm. 
addition to that, the Rambam holds that loisikravu means not to draw near. Loisikravu legaloiserva not to draw near to do any kind of kurvas of arayas, a kind of a touching, etc. So therefore, frack the Michael Feinstein that according to Shittas Rambam, there are man over there in the Sefer Mitzvahs in the Loisir Shnun Kimmel argues on this, and the Ramban holds that the Sefer is only an asmachta, and the whole issue of loisikravu is only a darabonim ba'alma. It's a rabbinic safeguard unless you do an actual biyagemura. That Shittas Rambam in Lavin Shin Gimel is that it's a loy say gomer of Lysikravu. So why didn't the Yushalmi ask from a lav gomer of Lysikravu? Why did it just ask from a, a question about cure that it's a disgusting thing? That's a very basic question of Michael Feinstein. And he suggests a straightforward terror. So interestingly enough, after saying the terrors, Michael Feinstein blithe with of its Talmud. He says it needs Talmud. The terrors that he says is that actually it's Meduyak um, in a number of Maramakimas that the Isser of Lysikravu uh, is only if it is al-minas lehonois. That's the lotion of Michael Feinstein. It's only for the minas lehonois with the intent of trying to get a nen and trying to get a benefit. But it's not like touching an erva without the intent to get some kind of pleasure. Lehonois would be pleasure. At the intent of getting a pleasure. So then that would not be a loisa say the rice. And therefore, consequently, it's not negaya where there's no cheshman of hanor. It's not a minas lehonois. In the case of the Yushalmi, where he puts his hand under hers for the mincha. But Michael Feinstein points out a very curious thing that actually in the lotion harambam and the the way the text of the Rambam is quoted by the Ramban, we do find that explicitly. He says it's also in the Sefer Chinuch, likewise, but the Ramban in the Hasogis and Shinun Gimel quotes the Rambam as saying, Shenimnonu, that we are, uh, we're not allowed, may his adin ba'achas, may eloha arayos, afilu beloi bia, may his adin, to have an adin, to have a pleasure from one of the arayos, even without a bia, any kind of kurva the arayos, a touching or the like, uh, is going to be included in this Issa. So clearly, uh, the Issa would only be if there is a Hanor. Rabbi Michael Feinstein is being Merame is a curious thing that the we, our Gerson, the Sefer Mitzvah, does not actually have that word in the language of the Rambam. We have the Lashen of Shezironu mi Keroiv la'achas me Elu ha'arayos Our Lashen, no, the Rambam does not in fact have this word le'hisadein, and therefore it's actually only in the quote of the Rambam the way it's quoted in the Ramban's Hasogos. There it says if it's le'hisadein to get the pleasure. Feinstein names on that the Ikral Halacha, and he's Matsayin, the Shach, and Yeridea Kufzada K that says this thing, that the Ramam only holds it the Raisa in a case in which it's in order to get the pleasure. And it's a Chiba Taiva, there are Chiba Taiva, there's a pleasure in it, and therefore, consequently, says the Michael Feinstein, the Ram is not Shver, Vitzorich Talmud, but it still needs Talmud, still needs some work. What does he mean, Tzorich Talmud? Well, Pashtus, what he means is, one thing he means is, because in fact, in our Girsa, in the Sefer Mitzvah, the Ram doesn't say this. He doesn't mention anything about a pleasure component. To the Lois say it's past this mashma and the Girsa that we have in the Rambam that even without a Taivo, even without a Hanor and Aden, it would still be a Lois Hasei. The truth of the matter is that the Shach, although it's a very famous and important Shach, that Shach over there, uh, the Shach over there is coming to argue on the Beis Yosef. The Beis Yosef argues that according to the Shitas Rambam, the Beis at the end of Kupzadakei, argues that according to the Shitas Rambam, if a husband will mashish the defect of his Ishtonida, which is to take her pulse, but she's, she's ill and he needs to take her pulse, so the Beis Yosef argues that according to the Rambam Shita, that's actually going to be a deraisa because it's leisikravu legalis erva, which according to the Rambam is a loisa say deraisa manish, and that's what the Beis Yosef understood. Um, granted that that's a, a very surprising chiddush, and the Shach takes issue and disagrees. He says that mishas defect was taking a pulse has no hanor component, it's not derechiba v'taiva, is no pleasure, and therefore consequently it would not be a loisa deraisa even according to the Rambam. We see in fact that it is a machlokes 
and that's presumably what Rav Feinstein meant when he said this teretz and he said that it's a tzorach Talmud. I actually looked around. I wanted to see in the achroinim to see if the achroinim asked this kasha because it's a, quite a straightforward question on the shitas habeis Yosef. And I actually saw that they bring down and I actually looked it up that the shuvas beis Yehuda, a relatively early achron, shuvas beis Yehuda does bring this riot to the shach, and he says it seems to be a, a strong riot to the shach right here in the Yushalmi, uh in, in the in the Toysis and the Yushami, where they said uh, it's only a cheshman of cure, the whole question was a possible disgusting issue, and there's no discussion over there of any kind of a lav de of and consequently it seems that if there's no chiba, no taiva, it would be a raya, like the shach is correct, and in fact there's no issue of a loisase de raisa, even according to the Rambam. So in fact this taina is in one of the earlier achroin in the Shuvah's base Yehuda. I do want to point out that it is a ha'ora under Michal Feinstein that he didn't quote the Lashon Rambam in the Yad in the Surah Bia Per Chafal. The Rambam is actually very clear there in Aloha Aleph when he brings down and codifies the Din of Loisikravu, which is the Raisa in his opinion. And the Rambam says over there clearly that if a person is chibek v'noshak to one of the Arayos, he does one of these acts of kurva chivuk v'nishuk to one of the Arayos. Derech tava v'nene bekiruf basar harayz aloykem v'natayra shenemer etc. Loisikravu. The Rambam actually makes it very very clear. It's much explicit in the that it's only if it's derech tavo, an act of pleasure, and then it he gets his pleasure with the kirubasav, and only then, the Ram is clear over there actually in the Yad, that it's uh, only then is it going to be a deraisa. So this is a very strong maramokim, and it really ought to settle the whole question of the Dugir Sois and the Ram and the Sefer Mitzvah, and it's a horror why the Michal Feinstein did not bring this thing down. I looked around and I saw an interesting discussion uh, in the Sefer Makar Halacha of Rabbi Yom and Zilber on this Rambab. See, Bemis, I noticed that the Michal Zilber answers, what's his territory on the Shalmi, that since it wasn't al menasle honois, it's a Michal Feinstein. It's not al menasle honois, it's not with the intent of getting pleasure, so therefore it's not going to be a, a derise, even according to the Rambam. So Makar Halacha, Rabbi Yom Zilber, actually has an interesting discussion of whether it's dafka al menasle honois with the specific intent of getting a pleasure, a hanoa, or whether it suffices that it's a, a, an act which is be'etzem, a derech or a derech tavo, even if the person's intent is not to get a hanoa. So he has an interesting stickle where he compares the Rambam in a few places and he wants to come out that if you're doing acts that are intrinsically an act of Tavo, like Chibuk Venishuk, he says, so those acts which are Chibuk Venishuk, so those are intrinsic acts of Tavo, and there it doesn't depend, even if he has some kind of side, uh, Chesim, whatever it is exactly, but as Chesim might be, that's an intrinsic act of Hanor and Tavo, and therefore it's going to be also the Raisa and the Rambam Shita, regardless of what your intent is. However, if you're talking about some kind of Zaitiga act, like being Meramis to her with his eyes, or Winking at her, Kairates Be'enov, Meramez Be'enov, Meramez Be'odov, which the Rambam in a couple of places includes those as well in the Isser of Loisikrivu. So there, the uh, Rav Benyamin Zilber in the Makar Locha wants to try to be Mechiach and the Shitas of Rambam that those are only also if it's a Manas Lehonis. He's getting a Hanoah out of being Meramez to her in this manner, gesturing her to in this manner, because those are not intrinsic acts of Chiba and Tavo, and therefore they depend on the Manas Lehonis. His Rayas are, because of Nimrods, that he wants to show that there's a big steer in the Rambam in different places about whether being koirates be'enov and meramis be'yodov uh, to a isha who's an erva to him are those included deraisa and lesikravu or are they just a rabbonon? He points out that in the minyan mitzvahs in the beginning of the yad that the merimze hamitzvahs in the beginning of the yad shin and gimel over there the Rambam says not to do any act of closeness to the arayos things that bring to gili erva kegoin chibuk v'nishok uramiza ukfitza the Rambam says other activities like meramis to 
picturing her, winking at her. So those things, the Rambam includes those as well in the minion of the beginning of the Yad, in the Lloyd Lav the Raisa of Leisikravu. On the other hand, the Rambam in the Yad, in Perkofala Fuchasisuribia, seems to say clearly that it's only the act of Chibok Venishuk, which is the intrinsic act of Chibo and Tavo. Those are the ones that are the Raisa and Leisikravu. The, uh, the other acts of being Ramez to her and gesturing and those, it seems to be included in the Lush and the Rambam of later on of the Perik, where the Rambam only says that they're Drabonon, and they get Marcus Malgus, Marcus Mardus. So there is a big steer in the Rambam whether these other ancillary type acts, which are not intrinsically Chiba and Taiva, are they going to be a derisively Sikravu? And Rav Zilber wants to say that you can answer this by looking carefully in the language of the Rambam in the Perik Shemashnayas. In Sanhedrin and Perik Zayin, the Rambam also discusses Leisikravu there, and the Rambam says that Leisikravu includes etc., etc., and it also includes Vechain, he says, Vechain Masachik, who does an act of Schoik, Ba'achas Men Ha'arayas, winking with the eye if he's he has a very sharp interesting he wants to saying that if it's an intrinsic act of like so those are not whatever your kavona even if there's some side kavona that's intrinsically and taiva and the winking and the gesturing and the like so they are only going to be the raisa leave the rambam if it's that's why in some places the Rambam only includes him with the Rabbanans. Uh, that's talking a regular case where he was not specifically Miskavan Lahanur. So that's a Zilbashtikl based on some number of Marmachemis in the Rambam. Uh, Michael Feinstein over here only mentions an Isser of Miskavan Lehonois. So in the simple reading of it, uh, he only is going, mentioning a case where the person has specific intent to be Nen, and that's the Dereis Lufi the Rambam. Uh, however, the fact is that the Marmachemis is coming from the Loshinha Ramban in the name of the Rambam, where the Rambam says it's Lis. His adin for the purpose of getting an aden. I mean, I'm sorry, not the purpose. It's adin to get a pleasure with the act of sikravu. That's a deraisa. So it doesn't really say it's a manas necessarily. His adin just lehis adin. It could be like Rav Zilber says that uh, if it's an intrinsic chibuk and nishuk, intrinsic act of tava, then it would automatically be deraisa even if he has some side intent. Of course, in our mission, just putting his hand under hers, and there's obviously no specific intrinsic act of chibuk and tava. Toisus menachas samachalaf goes on a kasha. Uh, which is how did the Koyan put his hand under the Isha's hand? It's a different question. What happened to the Chatzitza? Her hand is Chaytzeit, but in the Kali and the hand of the Koyan. That question is not mentioned by Toysus over here. But Lachayra, why? You know, I mean, the Koyan, the Koyan has to have a direct interaction, a direct connection with the Kali. Is he making a Tnufa, just like she is? So how is her hand allowed to be interposing between the hand of the Koyan and the Kali? That's Toysus' question over there. So Toysus brings down that some learn that actually there's no Chatzitza, because when it says that her hand is above and his his hand is below, that means that her hand is touching the edges at the very top of the keli, and his hands are below that are supporting the bottom of the keli, and therefore, consequently, they're not actually interposing. Her hands are under the top, and his on the bottom, and therefore, it's not even a problem. That's one mahalach. Tyson, however, brings down that Rashi, he quotes a Rashi, which the Achorinim point out, that we have this Rashi in a Rashi Ksavyad in Menachis, uh, that um, the, the Rashi said that the answer is that only her, or only the Bailam in general, Bechlal, the Bailam Tnufa on when the Bible makes a tnufa, only the Bible's tnufa has a din of a chatzitza, and has to directly come into contact with the keli or with the evorim when you're doing a, a tnufa. Because the Bible's tnufa is the iker. This is Rashi's lashon iker tnufa be Bailami. The koyin's tnufa is not the main one; it's not the iker, and therefore the koyin could be underneath the Bible's hands, and it's not a palm of chatzitza as long as the Bailam, the the owner's hand, is the main one, and that's the one that directly contacting the keli. That's Rashi. The Tosafos has some Rashi that's very to say. 
created a thing. What was the source to say? What's your mocker to say that we only care about the final tenuf for directly contacting the keli and not the coins? However, ultimately, Tosis says at the end of Tosis there that the Ushalmi is takamashma that the coin's hand really was in this case directly under the lady's hand. Not like the first Mahalach and Tosis that you're talking that the lady or the bailam put their hand at the very top edge of the keli and then the coin is underneath and the keli and therefore there's no interposition at all. It's mashma and the Ushalmi that his hand is directly under hers because that's how you have the concern of cure that it's a disgusting thing. If they don't even touch, her hand is on the top and it's on the bottom. Isn't hers the top edges of the keli? So what was the problem of cure in the first place? That therefore is a mashmois that his hand is directly under hers. However, Tosis says maybe you can get around it because perhaps you could say that that they'll touch, you know, because they're close to each other, they may end up touching, and therefore consequently, since it might end up touching, so therefore, uh, that was the Yushami's concern. By the way, if you go with that chat, then the whole shtel around the Rambam is going to be off, because uh, if you learn that way, then uh, in fact, there's no direct touching, and no direct intent to touch at all, it's just a concern, maybe, maybe it might happen or something, so a concern for Kiyor that the Yushami says, you understand, the Yushami was worried that it's disgusting, and it got into the Shiloh, but Lysikrivu, it's not going to be derisive, they don't even think they're going to touch at all, so, Meila, uh, actually, according to the Abshat, if it's just a concern and a chashash, you understand why the Yushalmi only asks from Kira. Al Kaponim, the Briskirov, has a shtickle tire to explain the Shitas Rashi. Now, first of all, in terms of where Rashi got this from, so in the version that we have of Rashi in the Rashi Ksafyad, Rashi says, since the Pusik says, Al Kape Hanozir, that's by Hanozir's tenufa that he makes, and we stole it to elsewhere, it says Al Kape Hanozir, so therefore the Lashon of Al Kape Hanozir implies that the main uh, Bailam is the Nozir, and he's the main, he, the, I mean, the, I'm sorry, the main person, the main mainif, the, the main tenufa is not the Koyim, but the Bailam, and therefore he's the one we care that it shouldn't be a Chatzitza with him and the Kali. The Biskirov, of course, tries to figure out, I mean, Lamaisa, does the Koyim have to do this avoid this as Nufa or not? And since he does do the avoid this as Nufa, he does, yes. So therefore, why shouldn't there be a problem of Chatzitza? So the Biskirov of Bikitzer, uh, explains this Shitas Rashi based upon two basic Hanochos. The first basic Hanochos that the Biskirov makes is that Nufa is different from other avoiders, and there really is no din that the Koyim directly come into contact with the Kali by Tnufa, even though it certainly is true about other avoiders that they have to have Gufish or Koyim, and the Koyim to touch uh, the entity of the avoider directly. Why is Tnufa different? So he brings the aside from Chaim that the din of Atmi Shokoyin, that the Koyim has to come in direct contact with the entity of the avoiders on, is only a din when the avoider is Biyad Yamin, which Gevetluch, that's always a din by avoider generally, that avoider has to be with the right hand, as more learns from Droshes and Zvachim, and avoid us to be Yad Yimin, and there is a din that the Yad Yimin has to come in direct contact with the Kali. However, Reb Chaim Tainu, that those avoiders that don't need Yad Yimin, it's evident that there is no din of the Koyan having any direct interaction altogether with the avoider, and that really is why you don't need Yad Yimin. So interestingly, says the Biskarov, over there, here the halacha is, that you use both your daim and you do the Tnufa. You may have the two your daim on both hands. Since it's both hands, obviously there's no specific din of Yad Yimin, the right hand, because actually done with both. Consequently, according to Reb Chaim the aside is going to be, says the Biskirov, that you cause it to be lifted by means of your hands. It's not that your hands directly interacting with the Kalian direct lifting, it's simply that it caused to become lifted by means of your hand. It got lifted through you, and that suffices, and it wouldn't be necessary to have Gufa Shokoyin. That's why, but the Koyin, we're not worried about the Koyin's Tnufa having Chatzitsa, because it never had a Din Chatzitsa in the first place. The reason that the Bailam's Tnufa has a Chatzitsa, says the Biskirov, and this he says a bit of a Shtukotayr, is that the Bailam is not just a regular Din of Tnufa, but also has a din that he doesn't just lift like any tnufa, but rather that it's supposed to be 
Munach biyad habalim. They're supposed to be placed in the hands of the Baalim. Not just that he lifts, but it should be placed in his hands. The Biskurov Tainus, that's actually based upon a Pusik in the Chumash with the Rashi in Chumash. Yodov Tevieno is Isha Hashem. Yodov Tevieno. Rashi says Yodov Tevieno means that Sheyayad Baalim Amilo and the Kayan's hand underneath. Umanifon. So Yodov Tevieno, the Biskurov understands that the Baalim's hand should be directly interacting and it should be placed within his hand. So does the Baalim has a din of his Tnufa, not some that is caused it to get lifted, which of the Kayan's din Tnufa, but an additional din Tnufa on the Baalim that it should be placed within his hands. Uh, that's why him, the Baalim, has a concern for Chatzitz and the Kayan doesn't, because he has an extra din in his Tnufa, which the Kayan does not have. That's the way the Brisket Rav understands it. Finally, one final vart on the end of Taisis. Taisis concludes by bringing in a brayse in the Ushalmi, Tony Rebchia, a soita gidemes, that the Chamanal Tzayin have a soita who doesn't have hands, hands are chopped off, so shnei koyen emanif and al So instead of her plus a koyen doing it, she can't do it, she doesn't have hands, so consequently you have two koyenim doing it. One will be instead of her, and the other, the regular role of the koyen. Taisis points out that later on it's Mavur, in the, in the Gemara, in the Bavli, in soita, that the Bavli does not hold this way, the Bavli holds that a gidemes doesn't even have have, doesn't even drink the meisaita because she can't go through the seder of the tnufa and she can't be main of the carbon uh, of mencha. So consequently, she's not even shoisa at all. That's the shita habavli. But the yushami disagrees with this. The yushami holds that instead of her doing the uh, tnufa, which she can't do, which she doesn't have hands, so a second kohen does it. And this the achroinim, the kerenayr over here matzah chalat, and he expresses a very big, big question on this yushami. The kerenayr asks that what in the world is the function of having an extra kohen do this thing? Do it, do this thing. The kerenayr tainus that the Meshach, if you tell me that her tnufa is not ma'akav, so just have one coin and finish. Uh, the coin was supposed to be main. If there's supposed to be the Bible plus the coin. You tell me the Bible tnufa isn't ma'akav, it's not the same there. So then uh, let just the coin do it alone. What will be the function of having two coin and do it? Now that's that's the the, the Karenarius question, which he blows schwer. There are really two very distinct mahalchem on this in the Achroinim. In the Sefer Dvar, Shmo, Dvar Shol, Dvar Shol discusses whether it's possible that the Yushalmi meant Kipshutai, that in fact you'll have this other coin will be a shliach of the Isha, and he wants the Mechiach that it's not Sheikh Shlichos at all. Klaul Klaul and Atnufa. He brings a raya from Mishnah Menachos that speaks about Choymer Besmicha Mi Betanufa, areas in which Smicha is Mohammed and Tnufa, and he says that the Mishnah discusses certain Chomras in Smicha over Tnufa, it does not discuss the fact that smicha ef shayde shliach, which is very clear in Menachos that you can't do smicha ayde shliach to lean on the carbon can't be done by means of a shliach. So well, if snufa could be means of a shliach, and like it says in Yerushalmi, that the smicha can't. The seder let the Mishnah say in Menachos that choyim smicha over tnufa. One chumra is that the smicha has to have the uh, bialim himself and can't be done by means of the uh, shliach at all. And the tnufa could have a shliach. So he says it's clear tnufa cannot have a shliach. Aye, what's with the two kainim over here? So he suggests that maybe it's just a zeicher b'yalma. In other words, we make a zeicher that every tnufa soita always needs two people gaventlach and needs her plus a kain. So you don't have her, so you make a zeicher to the tnufa of the soita and you have two people doing it, two kainim. That's the darshal. However, the Mikdash David has a completely different mahalach and he learns that the is the raisa. The Mikdash David learns off that in this particular case, according to Yashami Shita, it was nischadish that you really, if she can't do it, then your taka could have a kain doing it, a shliach doing it instead of her. Now taka be a den of shliachat. Now then, so the Mikdash David, you're going to ask, if shlichus works, then what in the world is the need for a koyin to do it? Why do you have? Why can't you just have a yisrael? I mean, she's not a koyin, right? And she could do it. Her tnufa is not a tnufas koyin; it's a tnufas bailam. There's a tnufas bailam and a tnufas koyin. They're both supposed to having a tnufa. If she's making a shliach, why in the world would she need to appoint a koyin to do her tnufa? That's the kasha. If, if shlichus works, then Mikdash David says on this a very curious terrace, and he says like this that beemis is like that a tnufa has a shem avoider. He says, and consequently, like any avoider, really should need a koyin. Novus then it was. 
Mishnah's Chadish over here is that the Tznufa, the Bailam, could get a Shem Avoid even without a coin, because of the fact that there's a special Shivas of a Tznufa's Bailam, which the Torah special identifies, like we brought in the Psukim, and the Melos, the Chadish, that even though it's done by the Bailam, it's not a coin, Afopikain, it's able to have a Shem Avoid. So after that's where we have a Medvah Memorial, we have the Shem of the person doing the Tznufa, his Shem is that of a Bailam. He's labeled a Bailam, and mainly he's able to be automatically grandfathered into having his Maisa be called a Maisa Avoid, even if he's not a coin. But in this case, the lady can't do it herself, and you have to come onto a shliach. So the moment you need a shliach zokte, then it won't be able to be called an avoider unless it will be done by a yakoyen. Only a yakoyen can make it an avoider. So if the lady has hands, so then she does it, and she's able to lay to the shem avoider because it's a tenufas bailam, and then the koyen will have a tenufas koyen and a meila. They're both able to make a tenufa together. If she can't do it, so she has to make a shliach. So then the only way that he could get suga like the shem avoider to the Tnufa that's being done Bishlichusa will only be if her Shliach is a coin. He's able to lay to the Shemavoida, and that's why the Yushalmi says that you have to have two coinim, one instead of her, and one for the Tnufa's coin, both of them to, together, giving it the Shemavoida and making it this Tnufa of the Mencha. You have been listening to the Shurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the DAF worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a daf or masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.